Good morning, Story family. My name is Leslie Lilly, and I've been coming to the Story for about two years. I'm involved with the prayer team, and um, I just have a really big heart for prayer and worship. And I hope that uh, I hope you've had a chance to pick up or see our two prayer booklets that we put together during the past two months or three months when we couldn't be together. Um, those prayer booklets were done just to encourage you in your private prayer walk. And one other thing that the prayer team is doing, actually starting this week, is we're offering an online Centering Prayer experience. Centering Prayer is a silent prayer where we practice being in the presence of the Lord, much like we're going to do today. So today is just a morning of worship, and Nathan is going to lead us in just a place of prayer and worship before the Lord. And all of the music that you're going to hear this morning was written and produced by our own Story Worship Band, and it is absolutely beautiful. I heard it in practice this morning. It is just, it is meant to draw us closer to Him. So we just welcome you this morning. I just invite you to come down from the high places of the world, bow down before Him, and come into His presence. Give Him your heart, and let's worship. looking in your father's eye did you see love did you see light did you see the truth were you ever scared by thinking that you ran out of time forgiveness had come and gone and passed you by child of God You're not alone, you're not alone It might surprise you, all the things it could pull you through If you would give just a little bit of your heart I know it's cold on the outside, the door has always been open wide and everybody who seeks will find the thing that they want Child of God, come home You're not alone You were never alone Child of God, come home You're not alone you're not alone There's room for the troubled God says that a humble I am on your 
outside To make a way for the weary All the saints who are bleeding I am on your side
Story Church. Most of y'all should know Adrian Yarba by now that just led that song. He is going to be our Timber Grove campus uh, worship leader. But, and that campus is so close to being finished, by the way. It's looking incredible. 2021 is going to be really awesome, Adrian. But the last few months, we've been able to lead and get to know each other here at the River Oaks campus. And uh, man, it has been really fun. Adrian, you're awesome. Can we just thank him one more time? I'm really excited for Timber Grove. Thanks, Carlos. So my name is Nathan Bonus. I'm the worship director here at the Story Church. And uh, I grew up in the Methodist Church. I grew up in Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, at a little Methodist church called Asbury, United Methodist Church. And uh, at that church, the lead pastor would speak almost every week of the year. He'd give the message. And then the associate pastor would fill in whenever the lead pastor was on vacation. Sounds familiar, right? And then there was two guest speakers, I remember, every year. The same two. The first one was the church treasurer. Y'all know where this is going. Their job was to get up one Sunday a year and beg people for money. (laughs) My mom was an accountant, and so she filled this role of church treasurer a couple times, and she hated that Sunday. And the second special guest every year, like clockwork, was the worship pastor. She would get up and beg people to sing. (laughs) Please participate in Sunday worship. And uh, I was doing the math, and and some of y'all may know this is the second time I've been asked to speak. Almost exactly a year ago, (laughs) Eric was like, why don't you get up and share about worship? And uh, and so when he asked me this year, I I thought back to that. Falling right into clockwork, right? Just like the church I grew up at. And I got to say, I'm just happy I'm not up here asking you all for money. <laughs> so as a little kid at Asbury United Methodist Church, when the worship pastor asked us to sing, of course I did. I was a compliant little kid, and I did as I was told. I even joined the kids' church choir. But I can't say I enjoyed it. I was not a very artistic kid. I wasn't good at singing, and I didn't understand why we sang so much at church. Truth be told, I was kind of a science geek. I was not popular, and I loved school, so it all checks out. And I was thinking back on my science geek childhood, and and here's how I know it's true. I'm not misremembering. My dad would, would try to cheer me up when I would come home from maybe a tough day at school, getting bullied, or 
or having trouble with a classmate. And it came back to me, what he would tell me, he would say, son, being good at math and science, like you are, is actually cool. Because someday, all of the popular kids now are going to work for you, and then you'll be cool. <laughs> I can't believe he'd say that to me, to try to cheer me up. But it really solidifies how I feel now, that even here, on this stage, a million twists and turns have led me to this place of being a musician and, and actually being on a stage somewhere I never thought I'd be. I think I still have the heart of a true nerd, a true science geek. I love knowing why things work the way they do, and why we do things. I think that's that spirit, the, the inner science geek, led me to this book I read a few months ago. It's called Upstream by Dan Heath. And his research helped me understand, actually, why we sing so much. So I'm going to share those thoughts here in a minute. First, I'm going to do a little book report like a good nerd would do. So Dan Heath, author of Upstream, is a researcher from Duke, and he set out to understand how we solve problems. And there's a parable that he wrote in the first chapter of this book. It gives the book its name, Upstream, and I want to share it with you. It starts with a father and a son, and they're fishing by the river. They're having a peaceful morning of fishing, haven't caught anything yet. When they hear screaming and they see a child floating down the river, and he's struggling to swim. So, of course, the dad jumps in the river, swims out to the, the child and, and grabs him and starts to bring him back. They're drying him off. They're trying to calm him down, asking, what, what happened? When they hear a second and a third child now coming down the river, screaming, struggling to swim, and so the father and his son, they both jump right back in the river, and they're swimming out to the children, and they're about to grab them when they see three more kids, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth child. Now they're all coming down the river, struggling to swim. And it's at this point that the father starts to swim back to the shore. And the son says, what are you doing? We have to save all these kids. And the father replies, I got to go run upstream and figure out who's throwing all these kids in the water. And so he runs upstream. This is the parable that, that Dan Heath opens his book with. It's not a true story. But I think it illustrates a concept I want to share with you today. Dan Heath asserts in this book that in most areas of our life, we are stuck in a vicious cycle of responding to problems. We're just putting out fires as we see them. And this is the core question of the book. When problems are constantly being thrown at you, one after another, and you're just doing the best you can, is there a way to go upstream, to work on the root of the problem rather than at the place they're happening? As a culture, I think we've started to buy into this upstream way of thinking. They're starting, upstream solutions are starting to be popular. If you drive around Houston, I'll try to prove this to you. If you drive around Houston, what's the most popular store you'll see? There's one in every shopping center. I think it's a mattress store. There's one everywhere I go, and it's a personal pet peeve of mine to see great real estate filled with empty mattresses. But this is because we've started to buy into upstream thinking. Our obsession for mattresses, they, uh, they market us in an upstream way. They say, are you feeling bad right now? 
cranky, tired, it's because you didn't get enough good sleep last night. You fix that, your whole day will be better. You'll stop yelling at your kids. You'll lose 10 pounds immediately, and, and you'll start eating better. All these things will happen. It only costs a $10,000 mattress. And I'm normally wary when I can feel that I'm being marketed to in this way. But I, I think they're truly onto something. I started feeling, yeah, I'm not kind of getting sluggish in my afternoons. I'm not feeling great. And, and I didn't go the route of the mattress store, but I did buy this Fitbit. And it tracks my sleep. It, it tracks my heart rate and uh, my restlessness. And it gives me one simple sleep score. It's become a routine. I wake up and I check my sleep score (laughs) and see how good I'm going to feel throughout the day. Um, But I got to say, it's pretty true. If I I feel cranky throughout the afternoon, I say, man, I'm I'm dragging. I look and sure enough, I didn't sleep good the night before. So I try to solve this problem, maybe drink a little bit less coffee, uh, unwind more before bed, really try to relax and and get better sleep. and, And sure enough, it helps the next day. A lot of our problems aren't fixable when and where they're happening. We do have to go upstream a lot. And this is where worship comes in. Bear with me. Worship, I would like to suggest, is the ultimate upstream solution for a child of God. Today I'm going to define worship simply as time with God. It's not singing. It's not even tied to Sunday. It can be personal, it can be private, or it can be communal, like we're doing right now. But it's time with God your Father. It could be time spent thanking Him, time spent venting to Him, time spent asking Him for help, telling Him, I don't know what to do. I want to encourage you that you can come into God's presence no matter what your state of mind is. If you come into this service, whether you're at home, on the live stream, or in this room, if you, if you entered this service with a mind racing through your to-do list, and it seems impossibly long, and it's, and it's all you can think about, you can still come into God's presence. You don't have to empty your mind. Most days, I couldn't empty my mind if I had to. You can bring your worries to God. Ask him, how do I get through this impossibly long list of things on my mind? What is important in this to-do list, and what would you have me push pause on? Help me. This dialogue between you and God is worshipful. It's honoring to him to ask him for help and to bring him your life. All this stuff on Sunday that we do, and that we're about to continue doing, the music, the singing, the lights, even the preaching, this is all about spending time in the presence of God, both personally and in community. And so I'll let you in on a big secret. I don't care if you sing. I really don't. There's no power in us coming together weekly for a sing-along. I guess it can be fun. It's nice when you sing. I'll add that. But there's only power in us coming together into God's presence. That's the only place he can deliver his strength and his peace to us. And so I don't care that you sing. I care that you 
bring your life before God and let him speak into it. It's important that we do this, that we spend time with God before we jump into the busyness of our day-to-day life, that we go upstream with our worship. I didn't know this, but Sunday is actually the first day of the week. It always feels like the end of a weekend, but it's right there on your calendar. It's the first day of our week. And so think about it that way. Every Sunday, this is your upstream worship solution. Take a pause from what's about to happen and bring all of that to God. Anything. You can bring him anything. Tough relationships, money problems, addictions, fatigue. If you bring these things to God in worship, before you try and face them yourself, I believe he will deliver his strength and his peace to you. I have to admit I'm not very good at this. I hope the irony isn't lost on you that I'm up here telling you I'm not good at worship. The best I can do today is agree to bring God the next week of my life. The next week's going to be tough for everybody. Even if your candidate wins, it's foolish to think that all that much is going to change next week that that's going to solve any of your real, most pressing problems. I know my biggest problems are heart problems. And I can't fix those things myself. And I can't believe that anyone else is going to. It goes against my instinct. My instinct is to get down in the muck and try to fix things with my own two hands. But it hasn't worked. God has to work on the parts of my heart that are still messed up, still broken. So I told you in the beginning, I wasn't a very artistic kid growing up. But I did read one poem thousands of times, over and over again. And I read it so many times because growing up, my mom bought it from Hobby Lobby and placed it right across from my childhood toilet. And so every morning, like, any normal kid, I'd wake up and go to the bathroom, and through my bleary eyes, I would stare ahead and <laughs> see this poem. And like any poem you can buy from Hobby Lobby, it's bad. It's very cliche. But for a nerdy kid trying to understand why we sing so much, it actually made a lot of sense, and it stuck with me, and so I'm going to read it for you. I got up early one morning and rushed right into the day. I had so much to accomplish that I didn't have time to pray. Problems just tumbled about me and heavier came each task. Why doesn't God help me? I wondered. He answered, you didn't ask. I wanted to see joy and beauty, but the day toiled on gray and bleak. I wondered why God didn't show me He said, but you didn't seek. And here's the turn. I woke up early this morning and paused before entering the day. I had so much to accomplish that I had to take time to pray. It's cheesy, I know. But there's a grain of truth in it. If you feel that you have so much to accomplish, 
Start upstream. Go to God first. And you'll find the resources you need to live out the life he's called you to. You'll find the strength and the peace you need from God. When my day gets going, it's already too late. I'm often on autopilot mode, on my own strength mode. I have to start with time with God and then move on to the rest of my day. So this is what I ask of you. Let's go upstream before this next hard week comes racing towards us. The band is going to come back out now. And for the next 30 minutes, we get to spend time with God together. We can bring our whole life to Him. We engage in worship together and we know that He'll deliver strength and peace. Let's pray together. God, we know you're with us. We know that for every child of God, anyone with faith, they can call on your name and you will be with them. You will offer comfort through hard times. You will offer wisdom in uncertainty. You will give strength to those who call upon your name. Help us as a community, as we go into this next week, as we go through this hard season, help us to lean on your presence all the time. Help us to get into a posture of humility before you, bringing our whole lives to you, Help us to stay that way as we go through our day. May this time of worship be authentic. May it be close and intimate with you, God. We love you, and we need you. Amen. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Let's stand together. This is a new one. This is called My Strength. I've come stuck with a lot of things to do And I get so caught up in what I'm going through Right now I'd give it all away If you told me to My strength comes from the Lord My strength comes from the Lord 
my strength comes from the Lord. 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 I'm full press tempted every day. Why am I drawn to all these things that I hate? Right now I throw it all away If I heard you say so Cause I believe that My strength comes from the Lord 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 my strength comes from the Lord, not from money, not from acting good, no, no, I believe that my strength comes from the Lord, my strength comes from the Lord, my strength comes from the Lord, my strength comes from the Lord. from the 
Trusting God is not easy, but he does promise that he will give us his peace when we do trust him. And I have personally seen that to be true in my life. There have been so many moments of uncertainty this year for me, and that just led to this cycle of anxiety. But honestly, it was in moments like this in worship or just talking to God in prayer where I would just feel as if he's telling me, will you trust me? And when I do, I just see a different, a different perspective about my situation. And I begin to have clarity about the direction that I should go. And so this moment that we're gonna have next, I just really want us all to take whatever is in our hearts, whatever is weighing us down and bring it to God knowing that we can trust him. And he really cares for us. So that's what he really wants us to do. So let's do that right now.
trust you however whatever whenever you move however whatever whenever you move i trust you however whatever
Wow, thank you. What a love offering. Thank you, Story Band. That was beautiful. You can have a seat. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Holy Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. Your word that reminds us that you alone are due the glory. You alone are due our praise. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the one who sits on the throne. You are the righteous Lamb of God. You are the one who is and was and who is to come. We worship you in the splendor of your holiness. Your voice is over the waters. Your glory thunders. Your voice is powerful and full of majesty. We hear it in the silence of our hearts. We are mute before you, Father. What can we say? How do we speak? Nothing we can say or do can honor you more than who you are. We have nothing to give you but ourselves. Forgive us that we don't really know how to worship you. We try to attach verbs to you like healer and savior and provider, which you are. But deep down within us, we really just want you. We want to know you better, not for what you can do for us, but for who you are. Will you show us, Father God, what it means to worship you, to just be with you? Forgive us for the mess that we've made of worship. We come to you with our agendas, our smallness of mind, our corrupt ways, our greed, our pride. We are sick. We are sick of ourselves. And I dare say we are sick of this world. We turn to you, Lord. We, we repent. We give you our hearts to shape and mold into your will, not ours. Truly, we want to decrease so that you can increase. And thank you, Father, that no matter how far we run, we cannot leave your presence. Thank you, Lord, that as far as the east is from the west, you have removed our sins from us when we confess to you. And thank you, Lord, that you have absolute dominion over our lives and over all realms that are visible and invisible. And when all is said and done, the hierarchy of this world will be dissolved and you, Jesus, you alone 
you will reign. So come, Lord Jesus, come and sit on the thrones of our hearts. We love you, Father. We give you this space and this time. And we thank you, Lord. We praise you. In your son's name, amen. Stand one more time together. And you saved me from my broken state. I wasn't looking for a better way. Busy living for my own I was trapped inside my arrogance I lift my hands in praise That you knew more than I That you humbled me, killed my pride Your ways are better than mine And it centers me Living every day For your kingdom come Take my weakness Lord May it come undone I'll bring it on I raise my voice aloud To make your name be known That myself would fade And your face would show Cause your ways are better Than mine in my heart to say these things and to mean them. I commit my time is offered. I commit my time it's all for you. I'm holding nothing back. I'm holding nothing back. I invest. I sign my life away. I'm holding nothing back. I'm holding
commit my time, it's all for you. I'm holding nothing back. I'm holding nothing back. I invest. I sign my life away. I'm holding nothing back. I'm holding nothing. I commit. My time is all for you. I'm holding. 